0: back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Herridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Let me just start off this podcast quickly by saying it is it's great to be back here with you. Uh, as Kip mentioned yesterday, we had a little quick trip off, uh, a little New Orleans action, took a trip to the Big Easy. Uh, phenomenal time, wonderful city. Uh, so thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for being patient with us. But it is Great to be back here with you. So today's action, after a few days of dips, after Monday's all-time highs, we're back to all-time highs here again for our major indexes. And I'll get to that here more in a second. But first, folks, earnings just continue to be impressive. Amazon, I'm seeing it come across now. They looks like they missed a little bit here. But we still have some big names left this week, uh, namely tomorrow we have ExxonMobil, Caterpillar and Chevron uh, and a few others as well. So it should be an exciting end the week. We'll cover that here on tomorrow's podcast as well. But overall, earnings as a whole continue to crush. Kip covered this yesterday as well, but we've had roughly 30 more companies report since yesterday's numbers, so I wanted to quickly cover those here as well. We've now had 221 S&P 500 companies that have reported, so we're getting pretty close to that, about almost 50% mark of the index. And so far, 91% of companies continue to beat on earnings per share estimates by a massive margin, nineteen point three seven percent. Obviously, analysts were way off here. Even our numbers, which were some of the highest that we saw out there, were a little bit off here as well. So, really impressive action. Uh, but earnings per share as a whole up 95.97%, just incredible from these 221 companies so far. 87% of those have also topped on sales estimates with 23% growth from last year. And possibly most importantly, Q3 earnings estimates are rising as well. There's been a lot of talk out there that People have been saying after Q2 earnings, things are going to slow down. Uh, you know, they'll stop raising estimates. That's that's peak earnings. We'll see peak earnings after Q2. Uh, we could not disagree with that more here. Uh, yes, Q3 and Q4 of last year were the reopening times, but... They weren't fully reopened, especially here in the United States. A lot of states stayed on lockdowns during that time globally as well. Looking at Europe and countries like Australia and yes, some of those might be going back to lockdowns here soon, but we continue to see the reopening trade happening and We think that we're nowhere near peak earnings just yet. And the market seems to agree with us as well. We finished higher across the board today, the Russell 2000 leading the way. Great to see the small caps leading the way have been, uh, you know, for a few days now, and I'll touch on this here more in a second. But this is looking a lot like another one of those mini rotations that we've seen from this market so far in 2021. Uh, Again, I'll touch on that here more in a second. But the Russell 2000, up 0.68% on the day to 2,240. And then we get to the all-time highs. We were followed there by the Dow up 0.44%. Hit an all-time intraday high today. Did close just below Monday's closing level, but still a strong day. Like I said, up 0.44% to 35,084. Next up was the S&P 500, up just over four tenths of one percent, also hitting an intraday all-time high and just three points away from Monday's close. So we're right there. I mean, if we excuse me, if we get another day like today. We'll we'll blow that out of the water. Uh, So S&P up 18 points to 4,419. And lastly here, the NASDAQ didn't quite hit an all-time high today. Still up, though, uh, up one-tenth of 1%, just over that, to 14,778. But from the tech sector, tech sector as a whole, up much more. Uh, Let's see where the final number was for XLK. Also just below an all-time high for the tech ETF, but up 0.46%. So good to see the sector outperforming the index and then the semis. You know, this is one of our favorite groups. Tech leads the market and semis lead tech. Well, the semis Did that today, leading the markets up 1.79%, just two points away from an all-time high for SMH. And again, if you're bullish, that is what you want to see, semis leading the way. Next up, let's take a look at our internals on the day. Uh, This now makes back-to-back days of positive internals. After the last few weeks, that's, that's good to see. It wasn't necessarily a blowout day. But we did get wins across the board here, uh, starting out with advanced decline. A nice over 2-1 to one positive on the day for the NYSE. It was a little closer for the NASDAQ, but still finished positive there. New 52 highs to lows, starting to show some strength, uh, especially after what we've seen where we've really had 10 stocks holding up the major indexes while the rest of the stocks, the smaller names, were down. Big. I mean, the average stock on the Nasdaq was down 18 percent from its highs. Uh, only you know 54 percent. It was worse than that. Of S and P 500 trading above their 50-day moving average. So good to see this uh, broadening here today. New 52-week highs lows came back. Just over four and a half to one positive, and lastly, here volume coming in just under two to one positive for the NYSE and similar short to advance decline on the NASDAQ. Closer, but we did finish positive. And again, this is the rotational theme that we've seen from this market. Like I said, 10 stocks have really been holding up our markets, it's been the mega caps. And just like we've seen all year, a lot of people at the end of last year, beginning of this year, were talking about how narrow the breadth was from this market and how that was bearish and that uh, eventually they were going to drag down the mega cap names with them. Well, what ended up happening was that the mega caps just stayed pretty flat and the other names, the smaller names from the indexes came in, held the markets up continued to hit new all-time highs, and we saw that breath increase. We think we're seeing another one of those many rotations here. It's not so big that you can play it over a long-term period, but as our mega caps maybe take a little bit of a breath after Amazon just missed on earnings uh, and some of the other names taking a little bit of a pause, we think that trend continues here, and the smaller names will get back and play a little bit of leadership here, at least in the short term, to continue to help our markets hit all-time highs. That's the way we see it here. That's the way we're going to continue to play it as well. So far, that has been the move for 2021. Anybody who's gone any type of medium to long-term bearish on this market has just been wrong. I mean, maybe you could play it for a few small moves, but the way to play this market has really been to the upside in 2021. And we see that as we had... Two out of our four major indexes hitting all-time highs today. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with nine out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by materials, financials, and energy, oil having a pretty good day today. Uh, And then our laggards on the day were communication services and real estate. Lastly for the day here, our VRA commodity watch, gold having a nice day today up over one and a half percent now to $1,828 an ounce for gold. And something that we've talked about here often from this group is that you want to see the miners outperform. And as Kip talked about yesterday, this has been an unloved sector for some time now, The, the especially with our markets hitting all time highs. Uh, <clears throat> but This group has phenomenal cash flow. They have been running lean and mean for years now because the investments to the sector have been so low. So, we continue to like this group a lot over the long term. And on on a note from today, the gold miners. Did lead exactly the way you want to see up over two and a half percent for GDX, the gold mining ETF. So that's what you want to see the miners outperforming the metal. And we're seeing a structural reason here as well from the Fed yesterday, essentially giving us a buy signal here for for precious metals and the miners as they are very dovish still. You know, a lot of fear. Talking about, oh, at Jackson Hole, they're going to talk about tapering, uh, their quantitative easing. They're going to talk about potentially raising rates sooner. Well, that just does not appear the case from what we're seeing in the VRA investing system. The dollar was down here again today. And as Kip covered yesterday from the FOMC Minutes and Jay Powell's presser, Jay Powell essentially told the world what we have been saying here on the podcast all year long he said uh, paraphrasing that this is a world where price increases happen and the misnomer is that they will totally reverse noting that for the most part prices go up year after year that is their whole goal behind two percent inflation but it's also exactly what we've been talking about in inflation in, in terms of rate of change inflation versus absolute inflation rate of change being that Prices go up and they come back a little bit, but not quite to where they were before versus absolute inflation being, okay, well, prices go up, but then they return all the way down. And the way we see it, prices are not going to come down to say the pre-pandemic levels that we've seen uh, from inflation. So essentially here, what we're saying is, that the way that the Fed measures it is that in 2022, if we can see inflation slow a little bit, the Fed will say, we beat inflation. We did it. Because from 2021 to 2022, it may not be as bad as it was from, say, March of last year to what we've seen this time this year with just massive levels of inflation like we've seen. So the way that they measure it won't compare 2022 to 2020. It'll be 2022 to 2021. And again, then they can say, well, we beat it. Inflation not there, but we're going to continue to see it at the grocery store, going to continue to see it in the price of education, medical costs, really everyday activities that you have to things that you have to buy are not going to go back to those levels. And it, it's not something that we want to see. right?" It's just the reality of it that that is the way that the Fed plays. This It's the, the the kind of clever Fed speak tricks that, you know, you really should be aware of, um, you know, that they, they, really they've done this for so long now uh, that it's amazing that you don't hear anybody talking about it in the financial media. They'll just go right along with the Fed and say, Oh yeah, we did it. Inflation slowing down. Well, Eggs cost more, milk costs more, my education costs are more, my medical costs are still more than they were two years ago, but the Fed keeps saying that we beat it, so we must have beat it. Well, that's just the way that they've always done it, Uh, as as long as I've been following it at least, which has been since... uh, Dinner conversations in middle school. <laughs> really, that's how, how how far back it goes. Kib has been phenomenal teacher over the years. Uh, it's been fascinating to follow, fascinating to learn from, uh, and something that I think it's important for us all to be aware of, uh, so that we can speak up about it. We all need to be talking about it a little bit more. Not saying it needs to be the number one priority of your life, but you know, those Fed speak tricks are just. You know, they get a little aggravating. Uh, So good to get it off your chest. We all need to be talking about it a little bit more. So looking at our other commodities on the day, silver up an even more impressive amount than gold, nearly 3% on the day now to $25.62 an ounce. Again, this has been another unloved commodity and likely the most undervalued of all the industrial metals right now. We like this group, excuse me, a lot here, though. We do like this group a lot. Uh, next up, copper up as well today, just over 1% now to $4.52 a pound. And oil, as I mentioned earlier, up on the day, over 1.5% to $73.52 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin. Now down just slightly, especially in terms of, of Bitcoin, where you've seen these massive moves. Um, really in its, in its history. So down just slightly for Bitcoin, 0.96%. Dip below 40K again here, uh, but the fact that it's it's in the 40K range again proves a lot of the bears uh, pretty wrong. To, but now we're at 39,637 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.